The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. a certain point of view, Mr. CeeLo Green. I dug that. That was fun. And I tell you what, if people didn't pick it up on their own, that wasn't the the original, the the pure CeeLo Green version of that song. That wasn't the studio version. That was with, um, um, what's his name? Uh, 
from the thing and from, the stuff. From those guys. Yeah. Daryl Hall. Yeah. Yes, sir. I know you were getting there eventually. I guess those guys weren't <laughs> as painfully white as, as originally assumed no. in the Hall and Oates yeah. days. And I actually pulled that. It's uh, it's on YouTube. It's got his own little station. And it's yeah. uh, like in the garage with Daryl Hall. Okay. And I don't know how many episodes they've got of this thing already, but he uh, will jam with musicians across every spectrum of music. Okay. And I happened to catch this one as I was thinking about some gems for this week. Yep, yep, yep. And what was already a fun song was made that much more fun by watching, you know, the blue-eyed soul singer <laughs> Daryl Hall F-bombing this chorus, one and yeah. this one and that one and enjoying himself thoroughly doing it. And and I got to say, I enjoyed that too. And we should point out, that's that's a little Big Boom Radio nod to Black History Month. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely looking at uh, at those. And, it, and it's interesting too, in doing research, we talked about, you know, doing this over the course of the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most, most uh, ageless, I guess you could say, black artists um, were the progenitors of rock and roll. They were yes. the jazz cats. They were the soul cats. And, you know, without those guys, there wouldn't be rock and roll. This is true. You know, and so. by the same token, when we went and said to ourselves, all right, well, for Black History Month, let's showcase black rock and roll artists yeah. from our normal genre, which is supposed to be classic rock. Sure. You know, never well, mind. We, our, we do stretch from time we to do, time. We do, from time to time. But this time we really had to stretch because really there aren't a lot of stereotypical, to use that word in a positive way for a change, rock and roll Black singers. This is true. They're not, not They're not that yeah. easily defined. And, and the, the uh, low-hanging fruit there, like the, the living colors and the, and the fish bones and the yeah. Jimi Hendrixes, yeah. we wanted to kind of stay away from that um, because there were so many other ones out there. And I think maybe this is something we'll, we'll do for the whole month. We'll see. Yeah, man. That, that, that definitely, in, in my estimation, qualified as a gem. <laughs> that was a gem. I had, At least because we had that, fun man. listening to it. Both versions, the original and then the one with Daryl Hall. <laughs> And I don't know, since I don't listen to terrestrial radio anymore, I don't know if that tune would ever get airplay on, on regular radio. Oh, never. So there's, a, uh, there's an edited. Yeah. Is there, edit, uh, oh, is yeah. There? Okay. Heavily edited version that's okay. still got airplay. Yeah. Um, and what was it? Funk that they said? Yeah. No, Forget You. And that's there. The, uh, the single as it was released to mainstream radio was called Forget You. <laughs> yep. Not the same. Yeah, not, it's like watching Goodfellas same. on AMC. Yeah, really. You freaker. No, it's just not the same. <laughs> freak this freak. Freak him. Yeah, no. so much for free speech, man. <laughs> right. Speaking of free speaking speech. speaking of, yes, yes. This is, this is another uh, uh, concern, another point of discussion, particularly over the last course of the, uh, over the, course of the last week, mm-hmm. um, the First Amendment. And is it yeah. under attack, or is it just a situation where the rule book is being rewritten as we go? And uh, the obvious catalyst to this was the curious case of Mr. Morgan Wallen. Who, for those of us that don't know who that is... This guy was this guy's a heavy duty <laughs> mover and a shaker in the country All right, music truth is, industry. Folks, I didn't know who he was until Michael told me. I was like me. vaguely aware of the guy just right. because uh, you know he was he was a point of uh, point of controversy a couple months back. Uh, he was due to appear on Saturday Night Live and was caught immediately prior to the broadcast flouting COVID nineteen restrictions at a mm. party. Another gotcha. Right, situation right. and it resulted in delaying his appearance on Saturday Night Live for a couple of months, and uh, God only knows how that may have translated to sales that didn't occur because mm-hmm. he didn't you know get this coveted spot in SNL, which is a big big promo spot for sure, any artist sure. and whatnot. But that's actually when he first came on my radar because I'm not a, a big country music uh, listener. But uh, but this guy for the last three weeks prior to this incident. Had the number one selling record in the United States. This guy hmm. moved units. And it's kind of stunning uh, how the country music community just turned on him. Right. They shut his shit down. Hmm. Uh, you know, amongst other things, his record label suspended uh, his contract indefinitely. Oof. Uh, major radio syndicators led by Cumulus pulled him off the air immediately. Uh, he was pulled from a number of streaming playlists. He was dumped by his booking agent. Huh. And this was for, you know, a sleazy TMV level uh, gotcha moment mm-hmm. uh, where he was, he was caught using, you know... A, the a, racial epithet. The, the racial epithet. <laughs> the one word you don't say. Right. Uh, on some kind of doorbell security camera thing or something like that. Well, from what I saw, it was more like he had arrived at his house. Yeah. 
you know, blitz drunk, him and his friends. Someone Obviously. had driven them home. Yeah, he was hammered. And he's yelling to them in the car, because I guess there was still someone in the car that a young lady was, was still driving home. Right. And it was like the way he described him, yeah. who was an acquaintance of his, but the words he used were one, two, and three, just all verboten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just not what you want to be caught saying anytime, anywhere. right. right. And, you know, I don't want to be interpreted in any way, shape, or form as defending this kind of stupid of course, shit. Of course, I mean, this guy is clearly a knucklehead. This is the second gotcha moment he got busted on, yep. you know, over the last couple of months. Um, but it just, I'm kind of taken aback, you know, given how heavy duty this guy is in right, the country music right. community, how much they just turned on him. But I tell you what, I'll take uh, the, the opposing thing. And while my goal would not be to defend him, because... He sounds like a piece of shit, you know. He's a yeah, he's a drunken yeah. dummy. Just a, a, a exactly a yeah. drunken dummy. I and I don't necessarily condone, you know, what he said, but this is one of those things that needs to be put into context. Very much so. And the only context I would like to add was he was blottoed and clearly stumbling off his, his ass. Yeah. And there would have been no video if. He didn't already have a history of loud late parties. Yeah, I guess parties. his neighbors really right. did not like him. And his neighbors were just frothing to get something like yeah. this on him. Yeah. And again, you know, don't approve of the words. Don't uh, uh, approve of just his actions in general. And dumb shit walked right into it. Right. He walked right into it, and they nailed his ass. Now, I, I would say that maybe, and this, I guess the statute of limitations is over, once or twice when I lived in a, in a townhome setting with okay. a couple of friends of mine, yeah. we may or may not have come home drunk once or twice and lined up all of ours and the neighbor's trash cans into like a defensive line and at 3 a.m. <laughs> no. started calling plays and did like a goal line stand Aye. through the metal garbage cans okay. and enjoyed all the racket that ensued and thought everything we did was like so hysterical. Yeah. So my point is that sometimes when you're three sheets to the wind, you, you do stupid things and say stupid stuff. This is true, and I think... Probably a good majority of us have pushed on the envelope, particularly when we were younger, are guilty sure, of this. Sure, sure. But this guy is not in that category that you were in or that I was in. Right. He's in a very, very high-profile position. And like I said, this is the second time he's been gotcha'd. Right. And, uh, and you know, in, in reading and researching uh, this situation over the last couple of days before we, you know, talked about it on the air, mm -hmm. uh, one of the most interesting points I came across was somebody in the industry who remained anonymous for obvious reasons said they seriously questioned the management yeah. uh, that yeah. this guy's He's not getting good advice. He's not getting good direction. He needs handlers, clearly. I mean, clearly. A, he needs to grow up yeah. and accept the fact that when you're a celebrity, look, this is what comes along with that. Yep. You've got to not be an asshole. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you can't put yourself in the position where you can be gotcha'd. Right. I mean, unless you've been living in a cave, this is the society we live in now. Exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, the axiom obviously holds true. You step outside of your door in the morning, assume you're on camera. Right. right. And uh, and this guy has proven it, and he's proven it on a couple of occasions. Yep. And uh, and that's you know, I don't know. It, it's one of a number of questions that can be raised and should be raised and should be discussed anytime something like this happens. Mm -hmm. And in this guy's case, you know, like I said, this guy's not some knucklehead. Um, this guy, like I said, had the uh, top-selling album in the United States for the last three weeks prior to this happening. Um, he'd been nailed before. Mm -hmm. You know, he obviously carries some weight that he's not understanding. He's not grasping. Right, right. Um, and the country music uh, industry, the country music community seems to be, given their reaction to this, very sensitive to current events, very sensitive to things like the Black Lives mm. Movement and whatnot. And, uh, and this dumbass walked right into it. He right. walked right into it, and they shut his shit down. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, interesting to me, given that I've had some experience with the music industry in general, their reaction to this. And call it cynical, but I do question whether or not this is a... a, a a moment where they're becoming aware of the situation mm -hmm. or whether they just don't want to deal with the headache that right. this idiot's causing. Yeah, it could, it could go either way because, you know, like you just said, with the headache comes the boycotts and, and the social media backlash. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't just affect him as one of their artists under contract. It would affect everybody under their label. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you, you, you got to 
throw the baby out with the bathwater. It would seem so. <laughs> and this isn't just, you know, some schmuck that's come along that's, right, that's right. you know, coming up. Well, I think I'm doing okay for a 15-year-old with a wife and a baby. This guy is a heavy hitter, mm-hmm. you know, for, for all of his youth right. and all of his indiscretion. This guy's serious shit. You know, he moves units. And it's kind of interesting, like I said to me, that they turned around and shut him down mm. as radically as they have. And like a lot of things that are going on these days in regards to the First Amendment and free speech, it raises mm-hmm. a lot of questions. It really does. Um, one of the most obvious things that is questionable about this, and I don't know how many people are aware of this, but the day after this happened, this all broke on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, the sales of his album, his album that has been the top-selling album for the last three weeks, mm-hmm. spiked to the tune of one, <laughs> 1,220%. Wow. Uh, and well, it's like Madonna said, there's no such thing as bad PR. It would seem. And his single sales jumped 327%, per- yep. actually. Mm-hmm. The 327% alone would be like cause for curiosity, like, right. what does this mean? Right. But his album sales spiking like that, I mean, apparently he didn't offend everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that makes you wonder what's going on here. Or, I mean, there, there are some that would say, Sometimes to separate yourself from the pack, especially amongst these male singers, yeah. you need to be a bit of a bad boy. Scumbag. Okay. Now, we laughed when we watched Justin Bieber go from a YouTube sensation to a recording artist to having legions of screaming fans around him. And then it got a little weird as he got older and he started answering his late teens and now he's in his early 20s. And if you remember, whatever you know, castle he had bought himself and yeah. he had moved all his friends in and everything. Yeah. He was at war with all his neighbors and, and the hardest street thing that he could come up with was hitting his neighbors' houses with eggs. Eggs, yeah, you know? I heard about that. And they were going to like sue him and it was like this big hullabaloo and he was going to well, do he, community he went, service. Yeah, and, he went from being cute to being an annoying pain in the ass. Right, because he couldn't graduate from that, that cutesy yeah. cookie-cutter Role, yeah, you know? it, it, yeah, it, it and seems, it almost makes you think that, well, is there a chance that this was orchestrated and, and they wanted this to happen? I mean, those kinds of else? things make you wonder. Unfortunately, in this situation, uh, it raises a lot more questions than it has answers mm-hmm. because um, there's more, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah, well, well, also, and I don't know how much this is related, but I'll, I'll do what I can to, to connect the two. Uh, Marilyn Manson was actually in the news this week. For the first time in forever. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a commentary on the state of his <laughs> career. But, uh, it, you know, those of us who haven't heard about it, let me fill you in. Uh, rape and abuse accusations from his former fiance, uh, actress Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, back in 2018, she testified in front of a House Judiciary Committee uh, to advocate for the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights to be enacted in all 50 states. And during that testimony... She made anonymous reference to an abuser mm-hmm. that had apparently, according to her, raped her, abused her, beat her, all sorts of things. And coincidentally or not, you know, while this was all blowing up with, with Morgan Wallen, uh, she came out on Instagram and named him. Right. And, of course, it was Marilyn Manson. And uh, in, in a parallel, I guess you could call it, to what's happened to Morgan Wallen, uh, Manson was immediately dropped by his record label. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was immediately dropped by his booking agency, and his management quit on him. Right. And, you know, <laughs> Marilyn Manson's not an easy guy to defend. Sure, you know? sure. I mean, his, his, his uh, drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. uh, well documented. Uh, Just his presentation as an artist and his intent to offend yeah. as his calling card. Yeah. Makes everything he does, you know, I, I, nothing would surprise me coming from him. This is true. And yes, we're, we're tearing down the fourth wall and we can separate fact from the character that he portrays. Sure. But again, he's just a weird dude. He kind of is. He kind of is. And you don't enter a relationship with Marilyn Manson expecting Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. Okay. No, no, <laughs> you would think not. And it's even more shocking that the guy is currently married, which is like, wow, okay. Um, but the parallel between the two um, is, I think, the cancel culture that's, that's currently existing uh, in the United States that we seem to be quite obsessed with these days. Mm. And it kind of raises questions, a lot of questions that, again, like I said, we don't necessarily have answers for right now. Right. Um, 
One of the big questions I have with these people that seem to be getting canceled left and right is, is there a shot at redemption? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a conversation that we're not having right now. Um, both Wallen and Manson issued statements. Uh, Wallen apologized, but, you know, in, in reading the apology, it seemed like something that a PR firm would come out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, Manson issued what I guess would reference as a non-denial denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't deny any of it. He just said, anytime, you know, in my past, when I've had personal relationships, it's all been consensual. Right. You know, these are things that all call for speculation. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't like a slam dunk, like, uh, guilty, right. boom, you know? And it just, again... But see, that's the wonder of, of the court of public opinion. Yeah, You don't need things like facts to get in the way, you know? No, not anymore, <laughs> You take seem. a snippet out of whatever context you choose, yeah. and you form an opinion. And really, the, the cancel culture right now isn't old enough for us to see any of these people that have been canceled make comebacks yet. Yeah. But there's going to be a time when, hell, they're at least going to try. Actually, maybe one would have been Louis C.K., yeah, that's right. a good example. When he was rubbing off on society, a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in his case, he copped to it. Right. And, right. you know, which was an interesting move from a PR standpoint. Yep. Um, but another person that, that comes to mind is Woody Allen. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but Woody's got a film in the can that he can't get distribution for. Nobody wants anything to do with right. it. And again, the accusations are these uh, can't can't disprove mm-hmm. kind of allegations. I mean, he got destroyed courtesy of social media and that kind of thing. Um, it's just, it's, it's a little frightening. Yeah. And the slippery slope potential on this is really frightening. Sure. I mean, we used uh, as, as a reference point when we had talked about Louis C.K., the incident with Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, yeah. years ago when he got caught in an adult theater, which, not for nothing, well, now we live in the age of, you know, Porn online, but there's nothing scuzzier in the universe than an adult theater. Kind of disgusting, yeah. But to be a celebrity caught there, dead to rights, you know, Mm -hmm. and then to reappear after what seemed like maybe a month, not even, on the MTV Music Awards, and he comes out and his opening line, anybody heard any good jokes lately? (laughs) I mean, talk about shit. My name's Johnny Teflon. He outdid me. Yeah. Because just played it off. And people welcome him back with open arms because the rule has always been in America, if you show contrition, you will be forgiven for anything. This is true. And in the case of Pee Wee, there really wasn't a victim. Right. You know, there was, there was nobody that was claiming he beat them or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. He didn't get caught uttering uh, racial slurs right. that, you know, I don't know how much you know, people realize words like that do have repercussions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Pee Wee obviously got a shot at redemption. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he hasn't gotten busted for anything, you know, remotely similar to that right. since. But again, the, the 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 whole conversation about redemption isn't isn't going on right now. Yeah. And I think the big difference now is that it used to be up until very recently, um, if you were in favor with, with the masses and you had the cult of personality on your side, you could get away with anything. As as Donald Trump said. When he was campaigning, he could shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Which was wasn't, scare, scary. Yeah, because it wasn't far off the mark. Yeah. But yet what we're seeing now, especially in the age of COVID, because we're really living in a humorless society, mm-hmm. that doesn't fly anymore. So even the high and mighty are getting dragged down when this stuff you know, surfaces. Yeah. And I think one of the catalysts for that was both the Harvey Wire, uh, Fire, no, Weinstein, Weinstein yeah. issue yeah. and then the other guy, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Because yeah. you didn't know who he... Well, we kind of know, but we don't know for certain how far his connections go. But once somebody like that got caught, and all these other people that normally would either keep quiet or rush to his defense, scattered like cockroaches. Oh, yeah. Then you said to yourself, well, okay, the rules are different now. Well, the accusations were, were sleazy as shit. And again, not defending him or pedophiles or, or right, anybody right. else in that in that area, but... Uh, for the latest allegations, anyway, Epstein was never convicted of anything. Right. You know, he cor- apparently killed himself in prison. Yeah. The guy did have a history. He did cop to it, I think, 10 years prior, back in 2008. They nailed him for similar shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how much he falls into this discussion uh, because he didn't get canceled. 
You know, right? He got thrown in prison. Well, they I, were, I, they were I, I include, yeah, down. I only included him because now it's nobody gets that that pass because they're rich and powerful. Yeah, anybody, and it's it's a scary thing. Now it's well documented. I have an irrational fear of the unwashed masses, <laughs> and I I would hate to have them come for me someday. But again, as a cautionary tale, we see all these figures getting dragged down, canceled, just destroyed. It, without due process. Without due process. And it, I, I'm sorry, but I, it reminds me of McCarthyism, plain and simple. And it yeah. will go a little deeper to our more artistic audience, Salem Witch Trials. Because yeah. now it's turned into a case of once you're accused of it, like day one, you're fucked. Yeah. That's it. You Shit's done. Right. By the time you get your day in court, it's too late. You, you never get any of that back. Could very well be. Could very well be. And again, that, that's, the, that's the conversation that we're not having. And this is, right. this is what's scaring me about all of this, is this slippery slope potential for all of this. Yep. Uh, where are we going with this? When is it going to end? It almost feels like, you know, after years and years of underreacting to this kind of thing, mm-hmm. we're now overcompensating exactly. for that underreaction. And it's, it's a question that nobody wants to answer, it seems, and nobody wants to address, but... You know, how long is it going to be before we nail an innocent guy? Right. Or an innocent woman? Yeah. You know, where are we going with this people? And even, you know, our little teeny tiny corner of the universe here on Big Boom Radio, we are, like it or not, part of the industry. Absolutely. And there could be a day when they come and just start knocking on my door. And as my friends and confidants will attest, Johnny, as I now speak to myself in third person, (laughs) does not like to debate, haggle, argue or, or any of that stuff which is odd given the format that i'm sitting at right now indeed but if you come at it's like the old saying you come for the king you best not miss yeah really <laughs> so if somebody were to come to me and say well you said on that one episode a, a, a joke that was a little off color and possibly racist i'm saying prove it you want to sit down and have a conversation just please I'll give you the airtime. We'll yeah. sort this out. Yeah. But you need to have a couple notebooks with you of stuff because I'm going to eviscerate you on the air. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it too is intent. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the difference between somebody saying something stupid mm-hmm. and something saying, somebody saying something malicious? Right. You know, in the, in the case of uh, our good friend, our good country music friend, <laughs> uh, Mr. Wallen, what he did was ridiculously stupid. Right. Ridiculously stupid. And, I, again, think it was an unfortunate case of really bad timing because now he's being made an example of, mm-hmm. you know? And as dumb as what he said was, and as much as I do understand the repercussions of that level of ignorance, does this dude be... Does he deserve to be canceled, period, end of story? I, I, I would say no, but again... I'm just chock full of cliches this evening. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, yeah. so now we've seen this snippet on film. Yeah. Okay, words are words. It's film. You can't make this shit up. Tip of the iceberg. We yeah, we know um, his previous transgression by treating COVID nineteen lightly and putting other people around him at risk on Saturday Night Live and what happened there. So you start to add these things up, and sometimes in life you'll come across somebody who is just an asshole. Yeah. And maybe that's this kid's thing, and maybe yeah. that will be the cautionary tale. Like my dad said to me when I was younger, <laughs> you act like an asshole, people are going to treat you like an asshole. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe this, this guy doesn't deserve to be in the public eye, you know? Cause that may be it, very well be the case. Anybody that, that's famous. They had a, just this week, a professional wrestler for the WWE was let go. Yep. Or actually, they let him go a month ago, but they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And this guy came up through the ranks. He had some skill. He had the look. He was massive. He was going to be a classic villain. Yeah. But first, there were insensitive tweets that came out from his past, Uh-oh. Uh, railing against the LGBT community, and there was some racial stuff thrown in there. Yeah. And he paid a fine and apologized, and they kind of moved on. Then it came out that somebody found him in a gay porn video online, oh, no. <laughs> and then he had the cop to this, and it was just one thing after another, and finally they're like, No. Yeah. This just is not what we want to associate with. Yep. But you know, to the WWE's credit, they did it very professionally. You know, they didn't announce to the world. Like I said, it came out a month after it happened. Sure. Because through all this, this individual now has anxiety issues and can't even get out in front of a large group of people. Right. Um, so they just agreed to kind of you know part ways. But with any company or record label or you know movie studio, 
this this bad publicity is a liability. Yeah. And I kind of always laugh when you know they assemble on the other side of an argument, saying, "Well, we're going to boycott and this and that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Go ahead," because really, are you, are you going to put a dent in the profits? Probably not. Yeah. And it's always the same cadre of individuals that want to line up and boycott and complain. There does seem to be a group that are big into the yeah. gotcha culture <laughs> and the cancel culture and the holier than thou. And they all have the Karen haircut. <laughs> But, uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said at the beginning of this, this brings up far more questions than it does answers. How do you handle ignorance? Yeah. You know, unfortunately, at this point in my life, I've come to believe that you can't. It gets bred out generationally, (laughs) you know? Somebody's stupid, they're going to stay stupid. And who's that comedian? Is it Ron White, the Southern comedian, says he can't fix stupid? Maybe so. And and you really can't, you know? I mean, oof. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and if you're... If you're somebody that's that's carrying the weight of a corporation or an industry behind you, sorry, you yeah. know it comes out. You're done. Yeah. Even and, with uh, my beloved New York Metropolitans, they just had uh, kind of like a, a double whammy. They had a new um, general manager because of course they have a new uh, owner. I know where you're going. Right. And, yeah. I and heard the about general this. manager had baggage he brought with him from his time with the Cubs yep. about sexual harassment towards uh, female reporters yeah. and sending them like I don't know it was like sixty something texts of showing his genitalia. Now, was this shirtless. a GM or a coach? I think. It oh was, no! First was, it was the GM. The coach. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> then yeah, two now weeks that I think later, about it, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mickey oh. Calloway was the coach uh, just a couple years ago. Not yeah. a good one either. Yeah. He's uh, now with the Angels as a pitching coach. He had this woman levy these charges uh, against him. Yeah. And but these were like. Really weird because they were posed yeah. shots of him like a lumberjack or some nonsense, and yeah. that's what got sent to her. So, again, you always got to say this, to yourself, "This dumb shit had to go back and explain it to his wife, too." Right, yeah. right. And that's what he said in his statement to the press. My wife is aware of the situation. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I'm sure she is. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so yeah, there's 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 a very interesting dynamic in society yeah. these days. So they almost have to vet all of these different individuals that come to work for them. Yeah. Have you ever been accused of this, 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 and this? Yeah. Or, you know, if we, and, and they're saying in the case of baseball now, when they're hiring these managers, they need to seek out women that they've worked with, whether it be in the Question media them. or in the sport, right? Yeah. And say, what was your relationship like with him? Was he always good to work with? Was he fair? And I mean, that's what they have gotta, to do. You've got to cover all your bases. This. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the world we're living in. Yep. And, you know, thank you, technology, and thank you, social media. You know, but again, and I, you know, I don't mean to be the guy. I don't mean to be, you know, the asshole in the ointment here. But, you know, the scary thought is the slippery slope. Yeah. And you know, how long before we fry an innocent person? Yeah. You know, whether it be happen. a man or a woman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's as much as some of these guys, maybe you know, maybe just about all of them, deserve to have the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, how long before we get the wrong guy? You know. True story. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's let's get out of this. Yeah, it's <laughs> doom and gloom. Why is the first segment always end like that? I don't know, man. All of a sudden, it's like holy but, but shit! I, what a I, shitty I, world we live in. Oh, Jesus God! <laughs> but I got a good idea. Let's 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 throw out a little uh, a little song of uh, of unity. Nice, you know, because I think I think one thing that society needs right now uh, is a little little more harmony and a little less vitriol. All right, what are you, you thinking? Know? Yeah, uh, well, I'm thinking, uh, you know, the all-time classic for such a thing. Sly and the Family Stone song, an absolute classic called Everyday People. It is a classic. Nice, nice choice. All right, folks, let's spin this tune for you, and we'll be back in a few minutes, recharged with some more things and stuff.
that make you feel a lot better? I do. I feel like the everyman. <laughs> you know, as we're, we're we're talking about all these things that uh, that are dividing us right now, yep, it's it's, yep. it's cool to cool to listen to a tune that talks about getting everybody together. Yes, you know, we're all in the same. Boat. And also, I mean, an excellent choice for our continuing theme of Black History Month yeah. gems. Yeah. Can't We've go already been to Sly and the Family Stone, right? I mean, the the epitome of 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 seventies funk and soul. We yeah. started out with CeeLo Green, which more was a, a modern whimsical, you know, R and B take. <laughs> Who knows what the last one today will be? And this then is also true. maybe next this week is we'll also do some more. Nice. Well, one of the fun things about uh, that particular song is uh, they released it as a single. It was never on an album. They released it as a single in. Uh, November of 1968. Okay. And it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for four weeks in 1969, which was another time when, you know, division was happening, social upheaval, people were at each other's throats. Um, So just a little reminder, you know, that we've been through this before. We'll probably go through it again, but we will get through it. Uh, So you say. I like to think so. Every (laughs) once in a while, I'll shed the cynicism. And uh, and go on the uh, go on the side of optimism. I need um, my hard candy shell of cynicism. It <laughs> keeps me warm. I understand, brother. I understand. Right. So yeah, let's have a little fun now. Since we were, uh, it we're, is. We're, we're getting a little heavy on the first half. Let's let's have a little fun. Let's do a little lyrically speaking. Shall lyrically we? speaking. Thank you. Now, for those of you who haven't been to this One with of these us days, before, we will have a theme for this. Yeah, too, we need yes. to get a jingle. <laughs> this really needs a jingle. But uh, you know, here's. Lyrically speaking, it's a little game Michael, Sean, Lena, and I play. Uh, basically, we will read off um, three or four lines from a, here's, here's the caveat, a famous, did you hear that? Yeah, class, okay. a right. classic song. Yeah, I got you. I famous gotcha. classic song that we're fairly certain the other one has heard he's multiple still, times. He's still pissed at me for some obscure shit we did with this <laughs> a few obscure weeks ago. Got it, man. Ugh. <laughs> So uh, we'll do five each. Whoever gets the no, most no, no, right no, no. wins. We, we, they don't have, we don't have time for five. Let's do four. Let's do four. Fuck That's you. Fair. We're doing five. <laughs> How do you break a tie? You, you might have a tie. You never know. All right. All right. Why don't if you th- go first? We, since you seem full of yourself. For it, oh, but, and uh, so everybody knows, so far we've had one tie, and Michael Sean Lee has won a session of Do this. I? Do, I won one? You did. No, the last one we did. Yes. Oh, okay. You won two to one. All right. Cool. Yep. All that right. was the one with your real bullshit questions you had for me. There's no way I could have won that, folks. I must have been unusually sober for that one. Somewhat. Yes. Somewhat. So what do you got? Hit me. All right. All right. First one up. And uh, are we 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 going to specify the era from which the song comes from? No. No, you don't want to do that? No, Okay. Okay. You know, I offered to throw you (laughs) a line. do it live. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, Just like a car, you're pleasing to behold. I'll call you Jaguar if I may be so bold. See, now the trick to this is to throw out something that sounds vaguely familiar, and then you sit back and you sing it to yourself to see if you can, see if you can get it. I got nothing. Really? Nothing. Oh, wow. That was, a, that was a T-Rex song called Jeepster. Oh, wow. Yeah, I should have got that. Which is exactly the reaction that, <laughs> that both of us want to get. So we can give each other shit about it after the show. Oh, wow. All right. Well, not starting off strong, Johnny. All right. What do you got, John? Well, let's uh, see what my counterpunch consists of. Very good. Very good. Um, fairly easy. You'll, you'll get this one, I think. So I'm going to start off with this one. Um, I believe that you and me last forever. Oh, yeah. All day and nighttime, yours. Leave me never. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And that's the reaction you want to get, because, yeah, I, I, I know those lyrics. Could you leave me Repeat them again? Yeah, please. Okay. I believe that you and me last forever. Oh, yeah, all day and nighttime yours. Leave me never. Damn. I do know that. I do know that. Uh, now I'm regretting that last vodka shot. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm blanking. I'm okay. blanking. And I think, uh, as a new rule, we can repeat the lyrics twice. I think Absolutely, that's fair. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, you're gonna punch yourself I'm in the face. Sure, I am. Uh, that's the Kinks. Of course, it is. All day and all of the night. <laughs> I believe that you and me last forever. 
All day, oh yeah. A nighttime, yours leave me never. Yep. I can hear Ray Davies' snarky delivery of those lyrics. I can, and I should have got that one. I should have yep. got it. I feel much better. It's still zero zero. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Second up. Second up. Um, here we go. Here we go. I stumble into town just like a sacred cow. Visions of swastikas in my head. Plans for everyone. It's in the white of my eyes. Wow. That's some descriptive shit right there. Let me have it again. All right. I stumble into town just like a sacred cow. Visions of swastikas in my head. Plans for everyone. It's in the white of my eyes. And I, I will admit, I'll footnote this, it's tricky because two different artists did this song. Oof. One guy wrote it, one guy had a hit with it. Well now. I don't know. China Girl. Wow. Yes. Written by Iggy Pop, and David Bowie had a monster hit with it in the early 80s off the Let's Dance album. And actually, um, I can say that I was going to say David Bowie. Yeah. But... I was going to have him as the writer and somebody else performing. Yeah. It, it does have a kind of a David Bowie ring to it. Yeah. You think Bowie wrote those words, but that I think was, uh, I think that happened during their Berlin period where, where Iggy and Bowie were hanging out in, uh, in Germany. Hmm. And Iggy wrote it, and, uh, and I think Iggy put it out first, but David was the one who made a colossal hit out of it. So, All right, then. There you go. All right, we're still at a stalemate. Okay, here yeah. we go with uh, number two for Michael Sean Lee. Sailing away on the crest of a wave. It's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding. It's magic. Oh, shit. Yet another one I can hear in my head. (laughs) Oh, fuck. One more time. All right. Sailing away on the crest of a wave. It's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding. It's magic. Damn. I, I know that refrain. It's magic. It's magic. I've heard that in my head. Shit. Oh. <laughs> God. I regret the coating of THC that is currently on my brain. It's like magic. Shit. I got nothing. Wow. That would be uh, the Electric Light Orchestra, Living Thing. Damn. <laughs> Sailing away yeah, on the crest of a wave, yeah, it's, it's like, like magic. magic. Yeah, it's total Jeff Lynn. <laughs> total Jeff Lynn. Fuck. Ooh. I should have got that one. I should have got <laughs> it. All right. All right. Damn it. All right. Nice. All right. Still in it. All right. I got another one for you. <laughs> and I'll admit, out of the ones that I put together, I, I think this is probably the most difficult. Oh, shit. Which is probably funny. <laughs> this will probably be the one you nail. You know? <laughs> All right. You ready? Ready. All right. People talk and people stare. Tell them I don't really care. This is the place I should be. And if they think it's really strange for a girl like you to be in love with someone like me. That's the smithereens. A girl like you. There you go. (laughs) Nice. Boom. All right. Nice work, Johnny T. Again, this is where you... you always See, like I said, I figured that was going to be the most difficult one, and you nailed but it. But there was my favorite song by the Smithereens. There we go. Okay? There we go. You just stepped on a landmine. All right. All right, here we go. This is probably, I think, the most challenging one. Okay. Okay, so right. we're mirroring each other here. There we go. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? That's it? <laughs> You give me nothing. You That's give me nothing here. <laughs> if I said it was the hardest one. It was Damn. like out of your book. Damn. One more time. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? Oh, fuck you. Jesus. God. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to hate myself, and the banging you're about to hear is me slamming my head against the freaking wall. But yeah, that blanking on that one. I said it was a tough one. Yeah. I did. Okay. That was uh, Mr. Gordon Lightfoot, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Wow. 
Does anyone wow. know where the love of God, God goes, goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? Yep, yep. <laughs> and if you'd done one more line, I probably would have got it. That's why I didn't do that. Yeah, you <laughs> prick. Jesus. Uh, Vengeance is mine. <laughs> Come on, uh, 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 uh. All right. All what right. do you got? Uh, let's see now. I, I actually think you'll probably get this one because this is this is one of those bands that I'm, I'm surprised you actually dig. Uh-oh. Um, but I'll throw it out there anyway and see where it goes. All right. Uh, the world is my expense. The cost of my desire. Jesus blessed me with his future. And I protect it with fire. Wow. And it was it, it was difficult not to sing it to you because it's it's you know such a familiar song to me. All right, hit me with it again. All right. The world is my expense, the cost of my desire. Jesus blessed me with its future, and I protect it with fire. Is it the smashing pumpkins? Rat in a cage? No. Damn it. <laughs> You're going to kick yourself. All right. That was Rage Against the Machine. Oh. Sleep Now in the Fire. I wouldn't have known the lyrics to that song. Really? Yeah. I legit would have shanked that either way. Yeah. That's always been one of those bands that I'm surprised you dig. Huh. You know, again, you know, Johnny's Wheelhouse is the 80s, mine is the 90s, but... You know, that's one of the 90s bands along with Stone Temple Pilots that you dig. So I figured you'd slam dunk that one. Yep. Now, this one, uh, maybe this will be your hardest one. Mm. It's also not a very long clue, but it's, you know, it's one of those that I can't sing at all. <laughs> because every, every line, like if you were to like sing it or even like hum along to the same rhythm, you would be like, oh, it's such and such. Yeah. So I'll have to do this very robotic style, folks. Okay. okay. She was a bebop baby on a hard day's night. Oh, no. She was hanging on Johnny. He was holding, holding on, on tight. tight. <laughs> oh, shit. I know those lyrics. Um, that is... Oh, God. What were the names of those douchebags? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, they were, they were... Wow, everybody's a critic. Big, big, hit, big hit in the 80s. Uh-huh. Um, she was a bebop baby on a hard day's night. Oh, Christ, what was the name of that band? Oh, right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, shit. I'm going to blank on this, and I'm going to fucking hate myself for it <laughs> for the rest of the week. Oh, what was the name of that band? They were big in the 80s. Yep. Oh. One more time? Sure. She was a bebop baby on a hard day's night. Yep. She was hanging on Johnny. He was holding on tight. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. That's like soundtrack to my high school shit. <laughs> oh, what was the name of that band? I, I hated that band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, if I sat here for 10 or 15 minutes, I could probably come up with it. But oh, what was the name of those guys? Screw it. All right. Give it to me. Wow. Yeah, you're going to hate yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm going to. Now, I, by the way, I thought of them because for me, growing up on the Jersey Shore, these were a, a local band. Were they really? Yeah. Uh, it was the Hooters. Yes. And we danced. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Still hate those guys. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right, baby. Uh, what do I got? Two more to go? Uh, two more to no, go? no, no. That's 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 all I prepped. What? Oh Jesus! But I could I could do one probably off the top of my head if I thought about it for a minute. Uh oh, that scares me. We don't have to. We could end it there, and I'll gladly take the victory. <laughs> that's right. You did get one, didn't you? I did. All right. All right. Um, Otherwise, I have one in reserve. Did you so really? I, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do this. I will. Concede the victory, and you want to do that last but, one. But give me, give me a chance <laughs> right. to even it up, and mm -hmm. uh, and we'll go, we'll go from there. Fair enough. So again, right. everyone, let the record show. I won. <laughs> 
I'm going to be hearing about this until oh, further yes, notice, indeed. folks. He's going to be calling me. And new champion he's, of the world. He's going to be calling me tonight at 1 a.m. going, hey, dude. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Dude, I wouldn't do that. I would text you. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I am. I went back to my mother. I said, I'm crazy, Ma. Help me. She said, I know how it feels, son. Because it, it runs, runs in, in the, the family. family. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, God. This is, I'm, I'm not having a good night with this. Because wow. I, I know those lyrics. Maybe you're having an adverse reaction to the five-hour energy drink. It may be. See, me, it makes me smarter. Yeah. I can drink that shit all day. Yeah. I need to drink that shit all day. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's probably not that. It's the combination of the five-hour energy drink and the vodka, you know? <laughs> And old age. In the old age, in the old days, I used to do heroin and cocaine, and you know now it's five hour energy and vodka, and it's pathetic. Right. It's just pathetic. <laughs> give me the give me the line one more time. Oval deep. <laughs> I went back to my mother. I said, "I'm crazy, Ma. Help me." She said, "I know how it feels, son, because it, it runs in the family." family. Well, because it doesn't really it count. I can give you a hint. All right, give me okay. a hint. It's one of my favorite bands. Yep. Um, let's say it's in my top three favorite bands. Okay. And I haven't used them in any of the questions yet. Yeah. So it's not Van Halen then? It's not Van Halen. Okay. Well, I know I need some because it runs in the family. Shit. Oh, fuck it. No, <laughs> I don't have it. That's The Who. Of course it is. The Real Me. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to my mother. Oh, I said, I'm crazy, Ma, help, help me. me. <laughs> I told you how much I hate this bit. Have I told you that? The, folks, this was his idea. He's like, you know uh, what? Let's do Lyrically Speaking. It was. It was. And I acquiesced, I, thinking I, I, I was going to get the floor mopped uh, up with me. But <laughs> lo and behold, the worm has turned. Oh, well, you know, you know, you got to let the opposition win one every now and again. You I got to go to Amazon.com and buy a title belt now, because that's what we, <laughs> we need a prop for this shit. <laughs> All right, on that note... Fair enough, I can yeah. see Johnny Teflon. Well played, sir. I, I was nervous because I thought you'd get... Pff, my luck, probably all of those. Glad you didn't, though. I'm glad you lost. I feel like the, the Joker in the, the 89 Batman when he kills the gangster. You're a vicious bastard, Ratelli. And I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> on that note, let's shift gears and right. let's do a third jam. I think so. I think it's time. I Another it's time. choice for you. What do you got? Well, again, you know, we're, we're, we're honoring Black History Month. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, you know, it, I, I don't know if we talked about this earlier, but, uh, you know, some of the artists that we looked at, you know, guys from uh, the jazz era, from the mm -hmm. R&B era and whatnot, don't necessarily fall into the context of what we do here on Big Boom Radio. But Truth. without these guys... Um, there would be no rock and roll. Right. You know, there would be no rock and roll. And this guy is one of those guys. I you, believe you pulled up an architect, yeah, didn't you? I, I believe he was one of the <laughs> inaugural uh, inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was I think it? it was year two or year three. Was it? Little yep. Richard? Yep. Yeah. Uh, little Richard. <laughs> little, little Richard for you, folks. Um, I'm just going to let you enjoy it. Kick it off, John. All right. Here we go, folks. We'll be back in a few more minutes with some wrapping up things and stuff. Go to tell
Now that is as basic as foundational uh, <laughs> rock and roll as it yeah. gets. Little Richard yeah. doing Long Tall Sally, man. And of course, a nod to the movie Predator <laughs> that we had a good laugh <laughs> off air about because they play this that true. coming in an helicopter. Yeah. Yep. And then as uh, Bill Duke, uh, the Jesse large... Ventura. Right, right. Yeah. That's, they're, they're singing it the whole time and as this guy's losing in the jungle, going with a cold razor up against his face, yep. he keeps singing, Long Tall Sally, Bill Sweet, she yep. got... Everything Uncle John need. Right, right Go before have some fun. Right before the alien blows his <laughs> right? head off, you know. Splam your jelly. But you know, in an odd, in an odd again to you know Black History Month and yep. to the progenitors of, if you didn't have guys like Little Richard and Chuck Berry and Fats Domino and and you know Truth. Ray Charles, there would be no rock and roll as we know right. it. You know, yeah. and that's like I said, that's the the cornerstone, the foundation. A rock and roll right there is guys like Richard doing Long Tall Sally. And we were able to shine a light, like I said, on, on different little corners of the uh, the input of African-American performers for rock and roll. Yep. And, uh, you know, we got a lot more February left, so yeah, maybe man. there'll be some more. I think so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> so, hey, John, what's, uh, what's up and what's going on in Big Boom Radio this week? Oh, just living the life of a king, my friend. You got to do you it. You know, sometimes I just love... Running this station, I really do. Nice. And right now it's because our numbers are to the roof. I like it. So thank you to each and every one of you listening. It's Absolutely. like unparalleled participation levels right now, and we're loving it. Good stuff. Um, you know, I was driving home uh, from the other job <laughs> the other day <laughs> uh, on Thursday, as a matter the, of fact. The aforementioned day job. Yes, yeah. yeah, the day job. Yeah. And uh, it was. Of which John has one, and I do not. Oof. You want to trade? <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm driving along, and of course, Thursday, it's three in a row all damn day. Nice. And I just put like a new slant of, of uh, you know, hourly blocks in there, and I'd kind of forgotten what songs I was playing for different artists. All right. And I was, I was a listener all of a sudden. I wasn't the guy that picked out, you know, the music, the yep. program yep. director, whatever you want to call it, because okay. I had no idea what was coming up next, and I was <laughs> rocking out. Nice. Saying to myself, well, I'll pat myself in the back there, too, because that's a go. damn good song. There we go. And I did find an error. Um, and I think it was a song by Yes. I had the intro to Roundabout, but not the main body of the song. Really? Because it just runs so damn long, and yeah. whatever one that I had, uh, when I purchased it, it... It's broken into two pieces, which I had never seen before, but whatever. Interesting. But yeah, so when I'm listening, like I said, normally it's with a critical ear to try and find like mistakes and errors to improve. Yeah. But this one day after a typical not nice day at aforementioned job, <laughs> I was just a listener rocking out, thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner. Nice. And uh, yeah, just enjoying like the hell out of the tune. All so. right. Rock and roll heaven 24-7. Yeah. So don't forget, like every Thursday, you know, other than when we do... Um, you know, three for Thursday alternative. So for an hour, it's just that. Yep. Of course, the two sessions of uh, the Classic Rock Showcase. Mm-hmm. And of course, the latest jewel in the crown. Yeah, a little punk Blitzkrieg rock. Bob, right? I like it. Eight I o'clock like it. Thursday night. Nice. The rest of it, like I said, is three in a row all damn day. And if you think the artists that you like aren't on there, guess what? They are. Yeah. We'll get around to them. Yeah. Get to that, folks. Good stuff. And on that note, Let's close out this episode, which I think was a nice, positive, uh, informative fun, episode. Right? We had some fun. It I mean, a... it was no King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> but this King Kong beat this Godzilla, in oh. lyrically speaking. I'm going to have to live with this for a while, folks. <laughs> I'm going to have to live with I it. I might go uh. get a tattoo tomorrow. I don't hey, know. Geez. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Johnny Teflon. <laughs> and I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.